Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. KF Sito, the CEO of Makan Sutra, of course, he launched himself to global fame when he published the Makan Sutra series of books and then the TV series and then became sort of Singapore's official food ambassador, very well known in Singapore. KF, we got you on the line. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you. What a long intro. You wasted 30 seconds now. We've got a lot to talk about, man. <laughs> hey, you know, we do have a lot to talk about. And, you know, the, probably the most important thing in a serious note is how are the hawkers faring uh, these past few months across Singapore? Well, hawkers, you've got to divide them into two groups. One is the public hawker center hawkers. They number about 6,000. I think the government is taking very good care of them. You know, they, they wave, I think they waive their rent for about three months. And uh, I think their maintenance fees, which um, can cost a few hundred bucks a month, is either waived or subsidized. So they're, they're quite okay. Uh, the only problem is um, they can't reach out to their regulars who are all followed at home. And, uh, you know, people are not coming out. So I hope that changes. Now, the other big problem is the other 24,000 private hawkers. You find them in coffee shops, um, food halls, food markets, industrial canteens, etc., etc. They they, they are at the mercy of their landlords. Some of them, you know, give them some discounts. Some just look the other way, just give them a cursory discount. And they, too, have the same problem of reaching out to people. Now, these hawkers, you, you must know, in times like this, we all return to comfort food. And um, you, you, you will not disagree with me that our hawkers serve Singapore's comfort food um, yeah. Yeah, affordably. We're speaking with uh, KF Sito, the CEO of Makan Sutra. You've raised a very good point there, my friend. Something that I, I must admit I never thought of. You know, I'm guilty of not always distinguishing between the hawker centres, which if I understand it right, the uh, the landlords are HDB, correct me if I'm wrong. And then, of course, right. you've got your regular, as we say, food courts, which we don't often distinguish, which can look like hawker centres sometimes if they're in the neighbourhood malls. So in, in Pongo and Senkang, for example, it's often hard to distinguish between the two. So, I mean, how are those guys faring at the moment? You speak to these hawkers, you know, almost every day. I mean, it must be tough in the malls that have almost shut down entirely. Really? It is, it is. Uh, well, they, they, their operation cost. I mean, if they have one helper, um, I mean, just because they're hawkers, uh, helpers, their helpers aren't paid cheaply, you know. Mm. And uh, they, they have daily food costs, uh, whether um, they anticipate the customers coming or not. They still have to um, order in that much, uh, that many amount of food every day. <clears throat> and if you, know, if, you, if you look at our hawkers, they sell fresh food. I mean, the price they pay for a fresh uh, uh, chicken to do top-notch chicken rice is the same as the same price as what Gordon Ramsay would pay for his fresh chicken in in mm. his fancy restaurants. Uh, just because they're hawkers, the suppliers don't distinguish. It's the same price for everybody. So they do have food cost problems. They're just operation problems. They 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 face that uh, every day. So. Just another one of their problems. Yeah, we're on with uh, KF Sito, the CEO of Makan Sutra, of course, the guide to uh, hawker food around Singapore. And you you published this starting in around 1998, late 90s, and 
In that time between then and now, of course, we've had several uh, economic downturns. We've had SARS. We've had different things. How does our current situation compare with what you have seen historically and its impact on the hawker scene? In my 50 over years here on Earth, I've never seen anything like this. And I've been through two and a half recessions. I've, I've, been, I've seen it all, seen the ups and downs since independence, but I have never seen anything like this. Um, every day, uh, your guess is as good as mine, what, what's going to happen, what's coming up, um, what's going to be the outcome. So, you know, um, you just got to hang on. I mean, the obvious follow-up to that, Cito, is I know you're very passionate about this particular issue. What more needs to be done, both from the top down, maybe the government levels, the corporate levels in terms of the food courts, and us as the customers? What more can we all do here to preserve our, let's be honest, priceless hawker culture? So firstly, to, to continue from the previous question, the other problem with uh, the, the hawkers here, you know, I've never, when, when the hawkers get no business, in a situation like this, and they, they, you know, everybody eats comfort food, hawker food, because it's cheap or affordable, um, you know we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes to the hawker centers when in, in bad times, but times are so bad now, yet nobody goes out there. So that's how bad it is. Now, moving on to the next question, what are we going to do? <clears throat> what can we do? Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, all the things, uh, all the stops have been pulled, you know, the, the public, um, there are even hawkers out there themselves setting up groups, um, telling everybody, come support your hawkers. They are such a part of our culinary skin. you got to come out, not just because you want to support, because it, they serve stuff that will comfort you in times like this. Uh, yes, while there is uh, some something done by the government, the other problem, um, and, and this is the big one, everybody looks for delivery right now, uh, and and guess what? The, the 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 usual suspect delivery companies are rubbing their hands in glee. Uh, the way they work, this is how: if you order ten dollars worth of hawker food um, from the hawkers, the delivery company by default takes thirty to thirty-five percent mm. from the hawkers. And if you're a hawker and you give thirty percent away to a delivery company. That's more than your profit. Yeah. Hawkers yeah. cost. The, mar- the margins are tight, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Hawkers make money, if they do, from um, uh, quantity. Uh, they sell a lot. Uh, so if you take 30% from them in times like this, you are not just taking their profits, you are sucking or you are dipping into their bank account. We're talking with KF Sito, the CEO of Makan Sutra, uh, food guides uh, for hawker, hawker food here in Singapore. And Sito, you know, one of the online initiatives that started a couple weeks ago is the Singapore Restaurant Rescue, which is uh, basically a, a, you know, a Facebook page where independent restaurants, including hawkers, can come on, you know, list their menu, um, and, and people can contact them directly. There's no delivery charge. They're not using... Uh, any of the delivery services. So the hawkers and, and restaurants get 100% of uh, whatever it is they're charging. Uh, is that is that kind of initiative enough 
to help with the hawkers? And and I think the second part of that question is as we're we're talking, everyone's talking about innovation. So many businesses are having to innovate during this time because of a lack of physical contact. What kind of innovation do you think will come out of this uh, COVID-19 time, no matter how long it lasts, for the hawkers? I think people will um, reinvent how they eat hawker food. Um, people may say, hey, I ordered that during COVID, and uh, it's not so bad. I can continue doing that, provided um, this delivery culture changes. Um, I think there is a need for a delivery group that just charges delivery. Mm. Stick your hands away from the hawkers, Kitty. They are making very little money as it is. You know, you and I know that numbers are so transparent. It's been written about and spoken about very often. So if a company just comes up and do delivery, I mean, if you if you do delivery, just do delivery. You know, charge a reasonable price that people will pay because if somebody to go out and buy something themselves, it costs them to get that place, it costs them time and money and, and it to come back. So they'll rather pay a delivery. Uh, and, and if the price is reasonable, I, I think the game may change. Our people vendors may get into uh, uh, more deep tie-ups with uh, delivery companies, new delivery companies that just charges delivery. The other problem is, now if somebody says, hey, I want to eat something from, say, Maxwell Hawker Center or, uh, I don't know, maybe Serangoon Garden Hawker Center, um, oh, yeah, that that, that water there is very good. The braised duck, the nasi lemak there is good. <laughs> and then, the, by the way, these are all real stalls at Serangoon <laughs> Garden. Uh, and they say, oh, wow, I'd love to have all of them for dinner. Guess what? If you order you have to pay four delivery charges from yeah. all four stalls. Good point. You know, so this is this is this is just not uh, this is just not right where I come from. So I think there should be a system where either there should be a coordinated uh, government or even a private effort where there could be a a manager of sorts or a system of sorts that could collate all these orders from different hawkers in one hawker center. Yeah. And then in one order, you have, I don't know, um, six items from four, five hawkers and sent to you with one delivery price. Yeah, that's such that a good point. So, sorry, that, so that may change the game. Because yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, um, it saves me all the convenience. Of course, you can go deeper into into the science of eating hawker food. and just, now There are only certain food that I can order um, uh, that can take the traveling very well. Some food has to be eating a la minute. Has to be eaten a la minute. Um, you know, I think the hawkers have to reconsider how they could uh, change the recipe a bit so it can take the the the, the, the time, uh, the travel time, half an hour, forty five minutes, one hour. So that's also something hawkers and and, and folks um, who order food from them can look into. Yeah, that's a great point about the hawker centres. I've often found it so exasperating, also from an environmental point of view, that you'll see half a dozen riders outside the one hawker centre, so half a dozen different riders will serve half a dozen different stalls 
in the same hawker centre and then go and make half a dozen different deliveries. One guy could deliver for all six of those stores. So that is a great idea that I hope is initiated at some point. But speaking of deliveries and pickups, it was just in the news this morning, of course, that McDonald's have had to close down the takeaway element of their delivery service because they've had a few cases. What do you see happening in the short term for hawker centres here? Is that a risk that something like that could happen for hawker centres? I I think if this uh, COVID lasts longer than uh, we pray it doesn't, um, some hawkers will, will, will say bye-bye because they, they cannot last um, a month. A month is already quite tough for them. If this stretches into two months, we'll see a few of them falling into the abyss, um, they won't come back. Because a lot of these hawkers live hand-to-mouth situation. I buy noodles, I buy meat, I buy vegetables, I buy rice, I cook today. Um, I sell whatever is balanced in the kitty at the end of the day is what I need to survive the next day. That's how a lot of them work. Mm. You know, They don't have finance, planning, those kind of stuff. So they may have some savings to last and tight through a month or two, but beyond that... Uh, I, it, it's grim. Well, our thanks to uh, KFC to the CEO of Hawker Food Guide, Makan Sutra. We'll certainly hope that uh, brighter days are ahead, and we know that you at Makan Sutra will be pushing to do whatever you can. We appreciate your time today, Sito. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.